Welcome to Rate My Box. Hosted by me, Becky Jerrams. And me, Paul Andreas. Join us as we rate a whole host of amazing... And not so amazing albums for your listening pleasure. We'll tell you the tracks that are whack. And the songs that are just plain wrong. And also the good songs as well. Today's episode is being recorded on October 30th, 2022 in Becky's Boudoir. Yay! Hello! 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 Hi! It's me! I'm Rain My Bump! It's me! Yay! Hiya, loves! Hiya! <laughs> I was going to do that as well. Were you? <laughs> we should have planned it and actually rehearsed surprise, it. Surprise, surprise, loves. How are you all doing? Yeah, how are you all? We actually have an episode fairly close to our last episode. Yes, we do. Are you shocked? Well, I mean, I don't I think... Am. Yeah, I am shocked, but I'm also not shocked that we're deciding to rate and review Midnight's because I think we've done every Taylor... No, not every Taylor Swift album, but every like new album that she's released since we've basically started yeah. doing this podcast. It's so. from Lover onwards, isn't yeah. it? I think Lover was our Lover first. Lover was the first, and we did Folklore, Evermore, and now... Now This Little Beauty. Midnight's, but not Yay. the 3am version. We're just sticking to the, the original album as intended, tracks 1 to 13. Yes. Just... I mean, I don't know why. We just kind of felt like that was the original, like how she envisioned the whole, yes. you know, album and the whole vision. So Yeah, and I do feel like obviously we have listened to the songs on the 3am version, but I can definitely tell that that's not part of the concept album. It's, it's, it's the B-sides, isn't it's it? It's the B-sides and there's a very clear shift in the songwriting as well. Yeah, I agree. And that's interestingly, I think, because... For those songs, she worked with Aaron Desner, who ah, she worked with for Folklore and Evermore right. so as the main vibe. So there is clearly a very different vibe. So I'm happy we've stuck to the 13. But maybe intended. maybe we should do the 3am as like a bonus episode down the line. Who knows? Good idea, Could love. Do. We'll see how this one goes. See how it goes. But yes, we had to uh, go over our little Tay-Tay's new release and... Uh, give you our thoughts on it and I'm sure everybody has got a lot of thoughts on this album because it's kind of been everywhere at the moment. It has and (laughs) we're recording this just one week after it came out. It came out last Friday so that means we've had the opportunity to live with the album for a week so it'll be very interesting to see what we both score it. It will indeed. If you've listened to us before you know we always score albums out of five, something out of five. Which we didn't actually agree on. <laughs> no, we didn't. Also, do we do the Wikipedia page first? I can't even remember. Yes, it's been we do. so long. Well, maybe the Wikipedia will give us some ideas on what to rate this um, album out of. I'm just gonna Let's just gonna it. throw some stats at you, okay? Um, it was released October 21st, 2022, as we just said. Um, producers was Jack Antonoff, Soundwave. Don't know that person jahan sweet kiana beats of those i just know that jack antonoff and her have done a lot together before um and he is very much one of her besties when it comes to production yeah um the album was inspired by 13 sleepless nights of swift's life which so is a concept album yeah 
1970s aesthetic. Um, Blah, 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 blah. Midnight's was met with widespread acclaim from music critics who praised its restrained production, candid songwriting and vocal cadences. Breaking the Spotify record for the most single-day streams for an album, Midnight's was also a major commercial success upon all formats of music consumption. In the United States, it became 2022's fastest-selling and best-selling album and logged the largest vinyl sales week of the 21st century. Wow. And then it goes on to say where it topped the charts. And it's basically every single country in the entire world. It's amazing. And then I also found this stat on Twitter, which I have to read out. I just read it to Paul before we started recording. And he was like, what the hell? So uh, Taylor Swift is officially the first artist in Spotify history to ever hit the 1 billion mark within a week, amassing a stratospheric 1.035 billion streams on the release week of her ultra mega smash album Midnight, which has obliterated every possible streaming record in existence. That's absolutely incredible. That's from Taylor Crave, the tweet. (laughs) Like, literally, when you said that to me earlier, it was like I was having to get my mind around. I think I also read that is. I also read that she, like, her sales in a day were like the same as Adele's was in a week. That's mental, isn't it? And you think of how big Adele is, you know, and yeah. how big that album was, and it's like, oh my God. Also, I think what's really interesting is that she smashed it on all formats in an era where streaming is the biggest format ever compared to actual physical sales, but the fact it's the biggest selling vinyl in the 21st century. She also century. had collectible, very clever, collectible vinyls. When you put the four different covers together, it makes a clock. Right. So if you are a Taylor super fan, you're going to be buying all four yeah. of the vinyl. I mean, this is what they do in Asia with the K-pop bands. You know, it, to I just boost think that's the sales. Um, she's made it very collectible, all different versions, different colours. If you're a mega fan, you might be buying multiple versions of this album for your collection. And that's definitely helped to boost all of the, the sales. The physical but sales. Brilliant. You know, she can actually do that. And, you know, this, like, it wasn't even like there's been that much, like, pre-promotion for this, no. was it? It was just like, here she it is. She did some videos, didn't she? TikTok videos. Talking yes. about the tracks. Talking the about the tracks. Which was so moment. cute. Yeah. But the, it's like the fans themselves just do the promotion for her. She doesn't have to have, like, a single as such. She just, you know, it's like, here it is. Here's the album. And I, as far as I'm aware, she's doing a music video for every single song on the album as well. So Which would be amazing. It's not even like there's... I mean, there are singles, but the singles, it's like all of them are going to be singles. <laughs> also, yeah, the fact there was no single prior to the album coming out. Yeah, and then it on the it dropped. Here it is. And Antihero is the first single. But no one's heard anything. So I think it's such a clever way of building the anticipation for the album. It's like Taylor just makes her own rules and she yeah. can do what she wants. And she's absolutely smashed it. She's and proven she switches it up can... every time as well. I love yeah. how she does it. She's proven that she can kind of do what she wants. You know, (laughs) so what are we going to settle on for out of fives then? Um, Obliterated records. Records. (laughs) I like it. And I've got the feeling after hearing that stat, there's going to be many more to come. Oh, I have no doubt. So uh, mental. What shall we go? Go after after three. three. Yeah. I mean, are we going to be the same? I I kind of feel like we are. Okay. But who who knows? knows? (laughs) (laughs) Fingers crossed. Hope for the best. Okay, out of five. Three, Three, two, two, one. Five! Out of five! Yes! (laughs) I thought we would match on this one. Yeah. I couldn't give it anything less, could you? No. And I'm not actually saying as well that this is a perfect album. Like, there are things that I will, like, there's still 
not well I guess criticisms or things that I would have preferred differently but the Mm -hmm. overall just sense of it it's like how could I give this any less than a five like you know that's how I felt (laughs) I did so my actual summary of why I gave it a five is I said it's very easily a five from me and to all the people who are saying there's no hits on this album I say to them to listen again my review would have been very different to now if I'd reviewed it straight away. Mm. But these songs get deep into your pores and get under your skin until you are walking around the whole day just singing them alone. An album of walking down memory lane for me, but also about making peace with the past. This album was strangely healing for me because it allowed me to revisit moments and people from the past I'd almost forgotten about and see it through the eyes of of a 36-year-old man rather than a 20-year-old. It totally unlocked me, and that's actually what music is about. It's an immersive experience, and I've been up to my neck in it. Oh, I love it! I actually I wrote loads of words. It really hit me, this album. Yeah. And totally not what I was expecting. I love what you're saying about, you know, it it bringing back the past. Mm -hmm. And it feels like that's what Taylor's doing and that's what she's reflecting on the audience to do as well when they're listening to it. And like you say, coming back, revisiting things from our 20s and our 30s, like that's exactly where she is. Like the fact that we're the same age as Taylor Swift, I think makes her album so relatable in this way. Yeah, and I feel like because we had folklore and we had evermore which weren't autobiographical albums Mm. they were kind of more stories like she said you know she's gone deep into the woods and and they were all yeah sort of imagined stories rather than being about her and her life even though I loved those albums which I did I loved both of them for some reason yeah this really hit me yeah at the age I am now she just seems to have a knack with our age group, I think particularly about yeah. matching wherever we are in our life. Yeah, 100%. So I, it, it felt like a welcome return for me and I wasn't expecting it. Oh my God. I didn't write an overall thing I was no. listening this morning. And I like, it's funny, you said you took loads of notes and I've just been like so like in the album. I've not really, I've actually not, I didn't take any, I, I forgot. Because <laughs> I was writing about all the individual songs. Yeah, but I, I forgot totally to write that. about the whole thing. But I guess like it's so vibey like that is the word for it it's it's not an instant album of hits I feel like people some people have criticized it saying there's no like big hit there's no shake it off or whatever but it's very sophisticated it's very understated um and it's vibey and it just like you said it gets under your skin these are the songs that they grow and they cling and they get under your skin and they get into your brain and you know there is a different style of songwriting and I prefer this because the hits can as great as they are you can the hits can great these aren't songs that are grating these are songs that the more and more you listen to them the more you like get to know all the little details and nuances of them and the more you understand them and it's like unlocking this box of treasure or something you know yeah and I think in lots of ways it's actually an album that redefines what a hit song is yeah because anti-hero has gone straight to number one in the UK so every song has just like when you see like the charts it's just like midnight's 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 you know yeah so it's interesting yeah the hits it's no shake it off but it's a hit in a completely different sense which is very Taylor right so my one criticism is 
It took me a while to get into the production and I'm not overly keen on Jack Antonoff's production. Like mm-hmm. all of his, because he did like Lover and The Archer and like loads of stuff like that from the past. And I find it very like reverby and like boomy. And like when I first listened, I was like, oh no, am I going to like this album? Because I'm not so keen on his production. But then you were like, oh, you need to listen to it on headphones and get that full experience. And then when you're listening to it and totally immersed in it, that's when it, like clicks so I think that was like a little bit of a struggle for me to get into some of the production at the beginning but then once I kind of got past the okay this is what it is now you know I was able to just like lose myself in it but yeah what do you think of his production I think I listened to it straight away on headphones so I think the reason why I said you need to listen to it in that way is because I think it's very simplistic production, what he does. And I also feel like potentially it can be quite dated. Mm. But I think when you're immersed in the fact it's a concept album, I don't know, the production has more impact and it makes more sense the more you hear it. Yeah. It's very understated, the whole album is. But... That's actually, I think, very much key to it being very successful. And to it being timeless. Like, I feel like it's not going to date for a long time because yeah. it has got that timeless production. It's very, very simplistic, straight to the point. And, yeah, so I I would say I can reflect on his production on other albums and I don't think it's as good as mm. what he's done on this album. This is definitely the best that they've worked together, I think. I think the stars have really aligned yeah. for them on this album. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, yeah, that's what I have to say on production. So, song by song. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, track number one is Lavender Haze. Do you want me to start? You can go first, Bubba. Okay. Such a cool, sultry opening that completely sets the tone for the vibes of this album. Gives me a throwback to her song False God and is a real sensory experience when listened to on headphones, as we just said. Her voice is so breathy and beautiful and from the word go, the lyrics are stunning. Is this one about journalists prying into her relationship? The vocal effects in the background are really cool. Absolutely love this track. And I've also picked for each song my best lyric. Okay. <laughs> so I've got get it off your chest, get it off my desk. Loved that. And I've all, also, because I couldn't pick, I'm damned if I do give a damn what people say. <laughs> this is so interesting. Okay. <laughs> so what I wrote was absolute bop and what a way to open the album. I am hoping for a naughty secretary video. <laughs> get it off your chest, get it off ah, my desk. You picked it out as well. Sexy as fuck. Obviously about their relationship and explaining why it's finally worked. When I say there, I don't mean who she's with now. I mean a relationship, really. About explaining why it's finally worked. Love how she talks about how she's perceived as a one-night stand or a wife, which are opposite ends of the spectrum, and just says it all about there being no middle ground. I relate to this so much, and you might do as well, because being in music pretty much my whole life... People do think they know you when they actually don't really know you at all. Yeah. And in this age where we all have a public profile, i.e. on social media, um, people do really assume that what you're putting out there is actually who you are, but they're forgetting that this still isn't an exact reflection of who we are. Mm, Absolutely. So I really relate to this one. I thought it was great. Track number two is Maroon. A totally dreamy track with such a gorgeous melody. This is the start of Taylor really playing with rhythm and lyric placement on this album, with words falling where you least expect them. 
There are so many visuals and little details in the story, from the vinyl record shelf to the cheap-ass screw-top rosé, one that grows on you more and more with every listen. I'm also a sucker for any song that mentions New York. And the best lyrics for me, that's a real fucking legacy to leave. And the rust that grew between telephones. Ah, what an image. That's actually giving me goosebumps (laughs) you saying that. So I put, this production is fire. This has to be a torrential rain video at night time. Yeah. A lot of these songs, I did think about the music videos and what they could be. And it'll be interesting to see if what you, you're visualising is yeah, like what she does. whether it's what she does. I loved all the lush laid harmonies, an understated banger and feels so raw, it's like a slap around the face, which would also look maroon. <laughs> <laughs> this gives me superhero vibes big time and I find it massively... I didn't write anything after wear massively. <laughs> I actually think I, I find massively. it massively. Blank. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I meant I love it massively. Who knows? <laughs> I actually think this makes me think of past loves, captures the slippery slope of doom. Mm, it's almost like that scene in a rom-com where it's like they've broken up and she's running in the rain and you can just see all of yeah. these scenes playing out, can't I feel you? like the production has got like almost like an eerie vibe to it as well. Yeah, it is. Um, so quite a lot of the songs do, I think. Yeah. It's quite a so dark album. it's like album. hinting. Yeah, it's yeah. dark. Mm-hmm. Track number three is Antihero. Perhaps one of my favourite Taylor Swift singles of all time. Oh my God. This song is so incredibly sad, yet funny and clever at the same time. Completely captures that feeling of lying awake in bed with every regret you've ever had spinning in your head. The lyrics are phenomenal without a single line wasted and the melody rises and falls in all the right places. The middle eight chorus with the humour descending to tragedy is a stroke of genius. I relate so much to this song after the past year and it makes me feel less alone. Oh. Best lyric, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. (laughs) It's me. (laughs) But actually every single lyric, like I love the bit about the monster lurching on the hill and like Mm. pierced through the heart but never killed. I was like, what a freaking line, you know? Like there's so much of this song. I'm just like, ah. So much. So I put, oh my word, where do I begin with this one? (laughs) Possibly the best song Taylor's ever written and an evolution of blank space. The video is absolutely epic. The lyrics are in a different league and at complete odds with the sweet melody. Her voice also sounds amazing on this one. And I love where she talks about the reading of her will. It's as if everyone thinks they know her and what she's telling us is we absolutely don't. Mm. Absolutely gutted they removed the word fat from her music video. Oh, really? There seems to be a real thing at the moment of everything is fat phobic but not applying context. So since the video came out last Friday... They've censored it, haven't they? Yeah, so the the issue is surrounding her stepping on the scales and and it's saying saying the word fat. I have to say... I was actually glad they took it out of the video and I thought it was stronger without it in and I actually saw the point of people actually complaining about it. Okay. But I also think it was very, like, over... Like, to me, it was, like, a mild irritation. The way people were carrying on was as if she'd, like, drowned a bag of kittens or something, you know? And I feel like the backlash was bizarre. Do you know what I mean? So, for me, I actually found that really powerful because... I've been someone who in my 20s had 
definitely a not very good relationship around food. And what it felt like to me is no matter how thin I got, when I was stepping on the scales, all I was ever seeing was I was still fat. Yeah. Even though I was like, looked like a skeleton. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I actually found that really yeah. powerful. And that's her story and her experience. Yeah, so I really related to it. And I think the context of it is that. Yeah. I guess to play devil's advocate, I think the reason people are like upset about it and why I was a bit like, I mm, don't know if I love it is it's basically saying that fat is the worst thing you could ever possibly be. And obviously a lot of Taylor Swift fans are fat. And for her to put that as like saying, I don't ever want to be like you and you're the worst thing I could ever be. And that is quite hurtful when you like love her so much. Like I'm a fat Taylor Swift fan and I felt a bit like, oh, it's like she's saying I'm the worst thing she could ever be. No. But do you know what I mean? I, I can see that where that comes from. Like yeah. That. But uh, she was purely saying about her own experience so I totally get it so it's really interesting but I you. don't agree that it should have been censored I think people should be able to write their art and their story how they want it but when it was censored I genuinely thought it was a stronger scene just seeing her looking down at the scales like we don't necessarily see, need to see the word to get what she's saying yeah and in some ways it was less having it less obvious in a way made it more powerful I feel but I don't know it, the whole thing is kind of crazy but I guess it has given a lot of publicity to her yeah it has and I would never think that she would be doing that to try to hurt anyone's feelings like it's literally telling her story Mm. and I think sometimes people need to like I don't know like step back from their own selves you know when when talking about it like some of the discourse online has been like insane like the way they've been talking about her I'm like come on get a grip with this (laughs) I think I think the thing is well because it's an autobiographical song she's writing about her life and her eating disorder and so many people relate to it like and you I said think, you've related to it yeah and it. I think because she's been very public about that it was obvious that that was what it was about yeah but it's interesting sort of you feeling the other way of it so yeah it's sparked debate hasn't it totally track number four snow on the beach this is a strange dreamy little song that feels like Disney meets the Nutcracker meets Lana Del Rey's drug collection <laughs> 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 it feels it feels darkly magical and Taylor and Lana's voices blend so beautifully together. An understated, beautiful moment on the album. I also love the vocal flicks on the verse. Best lyric. Life is emotionally abusive and time can't stop me quite like you did and my flight was awful, thanks for asking. I'm unglued, thanks to you. Oh, wow. So I've put Lana Del Rey is an incredible choice for this. This should be Christmas number one in my eyes. Mm. The more you hear it, the more you realise what a banger it is. Their voices together are heartbreakingly beautiful. Now I'm all for you like Janet. I love this reference so much because, again, it shows you can be more than one thing musically. Taylor won't be pigeonholed in styles or tastes. Well, who's Janet? Janet Jackson. Oh, Janet so Jackson. her song, All For You. So that's what oh, they're re- referencing. Yes, which is so interesting. Yeah. Um, so I loved that reference. Also, Paul sent me a video of himself swaying under a blanket to this song, which is now the only visual I can ever <laughs> see when listening to it. So if the music video isn't you, like a babushka swaying in the snow, then I'm going to be really disappointed. Oh, my God. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. So track number five is You're On Your Own, Kid. 
This track took longer than the others to grow on me. It's probably one of my least favourite on the album, but to me, the Taylor songs I like least are still miles ahead of most other songs in the world. There is still something really cool and driving about this song, and there is a kind of desperation in it. I saw the song used on a Gilmore Girls fan video and used against the character really brought it to life, so I'm interested to see if the music video lifts it for me. Hmm. Oh, and best lyric, just the title, like, you're on your own, kid, you always have been. And I would say, hearing what you've said and what I've written, if I'd have written this review when I first listened to it, I would have said that. Right. But this is my review after, after a week of it way more. It. I've put, this feels like classic Taylor and so familiar. The lyrics are very dark in this one. And ultimately, I feel this is one where she's overcoming her own demons. I pick the petals. He loves me not. Oh, God, if we could only go back to those times before tech. The tempo yeah. is very love story. Yeah, so I felt like when she says, I pick the petals, he loves me not. I felt like this is such a classic back in time yeah. when we were at school where we used to do that, where we used to get the buttercup and hold it up and go, if yeah. you like butter, yeah, it's going to yeah. be yellow. So I loved that lyric. Um but yeah, I would say... And it is very much looking back on the past, like to say, you always have been. It's like she's in the future, feeling alone and looking back and going, oh my God, I always have been. Yeah. So yeah, it's got that real like looking back regret vibes, isn't Which, it? Which again is very relatable, especially probably to both of us being in the industry in the ways that we have been. Because a lot of the time you do feel like you are on your own, even when you're in scenarios where you're on a stage with other people or you're in front of an audience, there's always like a backstory to how you actually, like what happened before you were on stage singing yeah. the song. Yeah, so yeah. So it's quite relatable The hidden in that story. Way. Yeah. Track number six is Midnight Rain. <laughs> That's my pressure. That's basically probably what they did in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely love the pitch shifted opening vocal effect I didn't on the first listen and then by the second time I was like no I actually I'm, I'm here for it now <laughs> and the repetitive catchy melody that feels like thoughts at midnight going round and round I think this one is very similar to her song Call It What You Want To do you, okay. that one? Do you remember that one what Call album what you want Call it a brought a knife to a gunfight da, yeah. da, 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 da. overnight she's recycled quite a few melodies from that one but, right. but I'm not mad at it Okay. <laughs> I love the story of how Taylor wanted her career over being a bride and I'm wondering which man this was written about. Gorgeous song with single potential, even though we know they're all going to be singles. Yeah. Best lyric and he never thinks of me except when I'm on TV. Mm. Mm. So I've put love how this talks about an evolving relationship and how one of you can change and the other stays the same a really reflective song stating why the relationship didn't work this actually reminds me of my ex ricky which i don't know if i've ever mentioned him before well, i don't know to you. i'm sure you probably um, have probably at some point and he was absolutely lovely but he was blinded by my light and you need to be someone who can really be seen for who you are and be your ride and die but not be put up on a pedestal so this reminded me of that scenario where she's the star and she was clearly kind of yeah put on that pedestal and worshipped but actually that's not what she wanted she wanted something to allow her to be that but not be blinded by that yeah that's kind of what it made me reflect on I feel like it's sort of 
somebody who's kind of like holding back her potential you know let's settle down let's ha- let's get married I want to be with you and she's thinking no I'm like the most famous woman in the world I want to keep going I want to get yeah. higher yeah. and someone's pulling her back through mm. love and it's like this isn't love when you're holding me back and mm. you know how it can be I think someone like Taylor Swift she's a genius she's a prodigy and, and that can actually prolific. and that can isolate you from other people it can make mm. you feel like other people just don't get that headspace don't get your drive and your imagination and your creativity and it can actually cause a wedge between people and being someone who is very prolific like Taylor and very creative like Taylor I completely like understand mm. where she's coming from how it can be like a gift and a curse and it can yeah. actually push people away yeah. um, all the time and I think that she's really tapping into that feeling with that mm. brilliant track number seven is question question dot 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 mm? <laughs> <laughs> That sounds weird. <laughs> Is that how you put it? No, well, no, that's the title. It's got like dot, 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 question mark on yeah. the title. Anyway, forget I it. literally that's what you put then. No. <laughs> this is the cutesy, more upbeat track of the album, but still has that underlying sadness all the way through. A classic Taylor Swift album track. It doesn't hit as hard as some of the others, but it's a nice tonal shift as we head to the second half of the album. I also love that we get to hear Taylor say, dickhead. Mm-hmm. best lyric did you ever have someone kiss you in a crowded room and every single one of your friends was making fun of you oh that is lovely i put this feels like she's come across an ex-boyfriend at something and is wondering if he regrets losing her it's funny how we can put ourselves into someone else's shoes and write their story this makes me think about who i've been no, how I have been the one to get away from three of my exes yeah. who have since messaged me years later when I've been happily married to either apologise or see how the relationship is going. Right. So that really made me reflect Remember on this. Remember that. Yeah. So and it's almost like you're their midnights, <laughs> their midnight totally. questions. Yeah, and I think as you get older... And people change and they evolve and they realise kind of what they want now is what they had all along. Yeah. But sometimes it didn't at the see time, it at the time. Yeah, you can't. And we've all been in that scenario as well. On the flip side of that, I've been in that scenario as well. So, yeah, I thought this was really interesting. Yeah, definitely it encapsulates that whole like idea, doesn't it? Of mm. like, yeah, what have you lost? Question, what's going on? What are you doing now, you know? Mm. Did I lose you too quickly? Because these are things that you wonder over the years. So it's interesting. Yeah, definitely. She's put Was it that into a, a song? Were you a better match for me than who I've ended up with yeah. and that kind of thing? Yeah, very interesting. Track number eight is Vigilante Shit. I love when Taylor makes these evil Bond girl songs and this one is so sexy and empowering. The track you blast out when you are furious with someone and need a boost of confidence. Mm -hmm. This is also the track that has made Gen Z call her old because she mentions drawing a cat eye and that's really uncool now. (laughs) Have you seen (laughs) that? She says, I like, was it? I I killed him with my cat eye. I can't remember the opening, like I drew a blade like a cat eye and Mm -hmm. all the Gen Z are like, oh, Taylor, your age is showing because cat eyes aren't cool anymore. I'm just like, oh my God. That's <laughs> so I can, can never unhear that. Uh, best lyric, don't get sad, get even. And of course, mm-hmm. I don't dress for women. I don't dress for men. Lately, I've been dressing for revenge. Wow. Oh, yes. So I put, this is iconic. Cat eyes so sharp, they could kill a man. Oh, that's it. <laughs> that is the line. 
opening line of the century. <laughs> so that's funny. That obviously makes me really old. We're millennials. So here for we it. We love a cat eye, all right? <laughs> we love a cat eye. I've put this has got to be about Kim K and Kanye. I really yeah. hope it is anyway. I She's also always feel, singing about them, isn't she? Uh, yeah. I also feel this is part of a series of revenge songs across the previous albums. And I'm sure if we put them together, they follow on from each other. Because mm. that's the kind of Mad thing women. she does, isn't it? Mad yeah. Woman was one, and then there's been a few, isn't there? I absolutely love this one, and the music video is going to be iconic. Oh my god, yes, it's going to be great. I am also all about dressing for revenge. Yes! And after a breakup previously, I've gone out and made it work, Henny. So we all know what she's talking about on this one. And it's good advice. It's good to remember, like, when you're feeling really shit about someone and you're feeling really sad, it's like, actually, don't be sad. Be angry. Be powerful. Yeah. yeah. Be you. Like, be... It's a good emotion amazing. to channel yeah. to push yeah. you through the it moment. It really is. And I think if you're feeling sad or upset, it's actually a really, like, boosting song. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Track number nine is Bejeweled. This song is really addictive and has quite a simple melody that really sticks in your head. Taylor gets playful with her vocal delivery with this one and with all the backing vocals too. Love all the sparkling sounds in the background. It's cute and euphoric. Best lyric, putting someone first only works when you're in their top five. Oh my God. So I've put, I absolutely love this one. Lyrically, all the jewel references are so cute and it's the perfect opposite of vigilante shit. Know your own worth, girls. Tay-Tay has spoken. A diamond's got to shine. The the video is also brilliant. I nearly said video then. The video. And <laughs> love how her friends have become more involved in her work again. Yeah. Putting someone first only works when you're in their top five. <laughs> we pick out all the same lines. Yeah. If you learn one thing from this album, this is it. Yeah. It's the hardest lesson in life to learn, but the best one. Yeah. This is interesting. We, we are picking the same, the same lyrics. Lines. I know. Because it's just such good advice, right? That's such a hard thing to hear as well. And I love how it's been wrapped up in this very happy, poppy, like you yeah. say, sparky production. But that's but it's actually got quite an edge. Yeah. When you read that, you're like, ouch. Yeah. But it's true. It's it so is bloody true. true. Therapy with Tay Tay. Love it. By the way, some people have criticised the video I've seen, saying that it's very much catering to the male gaze and that, yeah, you know, she's in the little bubble, she's in the, what's it, in the champagne glass with Dita Von Teese. Yeah. And that it kind of has a bit strange mixed messages about, you know, be who you are and, 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 and be you, but also be sexy and like yeah i've seen i don't know how i feel about it i'm not sure but i know that there's been it's been a conversation that's come up mm. so uh and i feel that that conversation again is is just hilarious because she's shown in the two videos two completely different sides of her yeah and why really not be feel sexy she's fun she's being be, fun and sexy you can be more than one thing and i think 100%. this is what this album is essentially saying and what she's going with and we're all more than one thing yeah in any moment, so I'm totally here for it. Yeah, totally. Track number 10, Labyrinth. We've had some dreamy songs so far, but this by far is the dreamiest. A really sad and beautiful song. I love the meandering melody of her thoughts and the unusual instrumentation and structure. Captures self-doubt and heartbreak in the most perfect way. Best lyric, you know how much I hate that everybody just expects me to bounce back just like that. <laughs> 
So I've put, the bells in this song makes me think of weddings and it makes me think of when I was engaged to be married the first time around. Which, did you know I was engaged? Yes, I did. I keep asking you this, but I'm assuming you know it, but just in case. I think I did know this, yeah, but it didn't last very long, did it? No. So it all went horribly wrong months before the big day and was actually one of the most traumatic experiences I've ever been through. You know how much I hate that everybody just expects me to bounce back <laughs> just like that. What the hell? Are we like linked in our minds? We mind? are linked. That's so weird. We are linked. But through <laughs> all of what happened, it actually pushed me even closer together with my best friend, who is now my husband of 11... <laughs> I don't know why I'm crying. Oh, <laughs> 11 and a half years. So this song is a journey of how your worst moments can actually become your best. hundred percent. I don't know why it really affected oh. me. <laughs> it but was it's, the bells. It's, yeah, no, bells. it's the way that like her words, she's just, she sounds so sad and they're just like, da, 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 and they just go, you know, it's like this thought spiral, you know, mm. and it's like, she's just going there. She's going to that deep part of herself and just being like, you know, everyone expects me to just be this bright, sparkly, la, la, la. And actually I'm really hurt. I'm really sad and Mm. I can't just keep coming back like the Pac-Man over and over you know Mm. and the the line about the elevator like they rise too fast you know I don't trust them and Mm. it's like this is like her fame isn't it this 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 image like you said this perfect image out on the outside that everybody sees but they don't see what's going on inside and Mm. that's the labyrinth that's the maze of your mind yeah and I love you can't get out of you can't get out of the labyrinth without like the key can you Mm. And it's really interesting how it's like, like you're saying, very doom spiral, but there's also like hope within it all as well. Yeah, yeah. It's a very interesting song. And on first listen again, it's strange. this one, very it, strange song. in a way it completely washed over me. And then the more I heard it, yeah. the more it's sort of got deeper and deeper for me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, very interesting. Track number 11 is Karma. After years of speculating, fans can finally say that Karma is real. Because did you know they thought that there was a hidden album called Karma really? that she was going to release? Because there's loads of Easter eggs in her videos that saying Karma is real. And there's right. on on the uh, Look What Made You Made Me Do video, she t- uh, saws the plane and there's a it says Karma on the wing of the plane and she saws it off. And really? everyone thought it was supposed to be her album. Right. But because all the shit happened with Kanye and Kim and she got all this horrible backlash, that she shelved the album and wrote Reputation instead. Right. So there's been years of speculation that Karma was like the hidden album and then she comes out of Karma on this album and say, right. Karma is real. Wow. <laughs> but it just wasn't the album we all thought it was the song. This is so interesting. Yeah. The absolute standout of this album for me, a lyrical masterpiece and one of those songs that came around at the exact time I needed to hear it. Mm-hmm. When you have been wronged and there is no justice to be found, this song will give you so much strength. The ultimate death threat to her enemies. I am here for it. Yes. Best lyric, karma is a cat purring in my lap because it loves me. <laughs> but I love all the lyrics. I think even every that, lyric. Even that that lyric is like so contradictory. I love it. It's absolutely brilliant. Some people hate that lyric. I'm like, are you kidding no, me? It's the best lyric I on the whole album. Yeah. So I've put the lyrics in this song are absolutely cutting as can be and I feel the person she's written it about knows exactly who they are. My guess is Scooter Braun. Yeah. The greatest revenge in life is to be happy. Look what's happened to Justin Bieber. What you put out, you get back. She sleeps soundly at night and you can tell. 
Yes. I love the line, the, the verse about um, the Spider Boy, because that's what they think Scooter Braun, Spider Boy, SB. Right. You're weaving your webs of opacity and my pennies made your crown, mm. but the cash is not the only price. And I'm just like, I have been in situations where I feel like I completely, especially within music business and with business create the business of creativity, where I completely understand where she's coming from with this. Mm-hmm. And it feels so empowering to hear her say those words. It's to like, call it out. To call it, it out. For what it is, and mm. also to know that she completely turned the tables on him. She has been made like these Taylor's versions of her, like her re-release albums, have completely relaunched her and remade her as an even bigger star than what she already was. So she must just mm. feel so good knowing that because of his shit, that's what she's actually achieved, and he must feel like a stupid idiot, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that she's done those re-records alongside all this new material as well is actually unbelievable. I'm getting more into the re-records too because remember when she first did it, I was like, I just don't get it. I'm not into this. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know why she's doing this. It feels so, like, I know why, but I just, I find it, like, really strange. But now, like, I'm getting more into it. She's actually releasing, like, more updated versions of the songs. Yeah. And songs like This Love sounds really different, the new version, compared to the old version. And yeah also releasing all the vault tracks and stuff like I'm kind yeah. of more into it now it feels like yeah. I'm getting more material from them yeah so I think Speak Now is going to be the next one that's all is the it? all the clues are like from the Bejeweled music video there's lots of like clues in that that speak is it? yeah because they're singing there's like Long Live is like playing in the background oh my god and like just there's a couple of like random like song references and stuff so they're all convinced that's like coming hot on the heels of this so oh, wow. I'm kind of going to be here for that I absolutely love that album Speak so, Now is yeah, probably yeah, one of my all time favourites of hers as well so yeah oh exciting track number 12 is sweet nothing uh the sister song to new year's day and afterglow um is it new year's day or new year's eve i can't remember the the title new year's day Day, yes the one with the piano Mm -hmm. um a sweet and simple song that touches my heart it's like relief after so much pain and sinking into a soft comfortable bed to finally get that sleep you so badly needed oh that's so nice Uh, best lyrics i've just got the this verse because i thought it was great industry disruptors and soul deconstructors and smooth talking hucksters out glad handing each other and the voices that implore you should be doing it more to you i can admit oh that i'm just too soft for it all oh makes me emotional but that's it it's like she's in this hardened industry but Mm -hmm. she's so soft it's like i can't completely understand it's like the worst part of being a creative person you're so hypersensitive you all you want to do is create and make music and do beautiful things and you're Mm -hmm. with all these money grabbing shark business people trying to like exploit your talent Mm -hmm. and you know i've seen that from the very small level that i'm at so can you even imagine what it must be like at her level Mm. and yet at the same time it completely relates so i just feel quite emotional it's like poor taylor Mm. she's just she's too soft for it all she's sensitive and she just wants to live her freaking life you know Mm. um and maybe this is about her new her new boyfriend and how he makes her feel and how he actually loves her despite all of it yeah, so I put her and her boyfriend actually wrote this one. Oh, did they write it they together? Write it oh, together. I didn't even realise that. Yeah, and honestly, it just sums up everything that you want a relationship to be. Mm-hmm. I actually relate to this one so much because of me and Andy. And honestly, it reminded me of my mum and dad when they were really happy. Aww. This song just reminds me all about the yin-yang effect. Yeah. And when you have the right partner... And like you're explaining about being a creative person and how that 
it's almost like that other person needs to ground you. Yeah. When you're flying off about everything that's going on around you. Um, so very, very relatable. And yeah, totally understand why you have your moment. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, the last song on the album, track number 13, is Mastermind. I've got a, a really epic end to the album, Dark and Driving. This is Taylor's hunt to get what and who she wants. This really encapsulates Taylor's isolation and how her genius has driven a wedge between her and other people in her life. A song for all the ambitious women out there and the struggles we face to get what we desire. Mm. Best lyric, what if I told you none of it was accidental and the first night that you saw me, nothing was going to stop me. I laid the groundwork and then just like clockwork, the dominoes cascaded in a line. What if I told you I'm a mastermind? Yes. So I put, I absolutely love this song and I feel like all roads have led to this moment and she's finally letting us in on the secret. There's a line in this song that I really feel you'll relate to, which I'm not going to say. Oh, okay. Um, but I'll speak to you about it after the show. Is it the one about the kids not playing with me when I was a little girl? Because that is that one really relates to me. Yeah, and the whole time I was listening to this, it's all I was just thinking about you the whole time. That's um, so funny because I found yeah, the same. I felt way. like she's literally just described my about childhood. Your life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a fantastic way to finish this album. Like and also, that. it's really clever because obviously, all of her fans say you're a mastermind. She hides. So many clues. Yeah. She hides all of these things, doesn't she? Everything's yeah. like all the all of her posts. Oh, she's wearing this costume and on this date, and you know she puts all of these clues for her fans, and then she's kind of like saying, "Yeah, do you know what? I know I do all this, and then you read it, and yeah. I do it, and we're locked in this game with one another." Yeah. You know, it's kind of like self-referencing it somehow, isn't it? It's so good because she's done a lot of interviews this past week to promote this album, and she just seems so happy. She seems the most confident and reassured that I've ever seen her. And, yeah, she talks all about the Easter eggs and how her fans like to take the mickey out of her and it's like a backwards and forwards moment. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, Mastermind, it's, it is absolutely genius what she does. And to be honest, you pointing out all these things totally flew over my head. Well, I am, so, um, I'm not like, I mean, I'm, I consider myself a big Swifty, but when I compare myself to like the real, real big Swifties, I mean, I'm not on that level, but yeah. I've, I follow a couple of like YouTubers and stuff who, who talk about this and I've literally watched, you know, hour long videos dissecting all the clues really? from Taylor's. Yeah. And you can go down this rabbit wow. hole and you're like, you know, the thought that she puts into it, even to the point where it's like, uh, what was it? You know, in the Lover music video, the Lover house. So mm-hmm. every room in the lover house, when it like zooms out, is a different colour. Mm-hmm. And every colour like is a different album, like before these albums were even released. And then they were like, oh, well, look at the sky. The sky is the extra piece of the puzzle and that's midnight. So it was like pre-thought pre of, you know, like years previously. It's like absolutely, <laughs> when you go into it, you're like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> it's so it's mental, and you can like you can trace things back like years previously that she teased. It's absolutely crazy. I so think it's so bloody clever. She's so clever, and nothing is not thought about. No. And she knows that, that people will spend ages thinking about these things, and you know, it's, yeah. it all helps sell bloody vinyl records, doesn't it? It certainly does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Go for it, girl. So if you haven't listened to this album, guys, we would both clearly recommend you do. 
you won't regret it. It's one of the best she's ever done. Do you think, yeah, where does it sit amongst, you know, her other releases, you know? For me, you... it's it's my best one, Is personally, it? that I feel she's ever done. I don't know but if whether... it beats folklore for me. I don't know. I feel like they're kind of on a part. They're just different. It's I kind like... of feel like every time I'm saying it's yeah. the best one. I love them all. I love every album for different reasons. And it's yeah. like, I don't want to, like, compare them. I'm just like, you know, yeah. I love them they're for all, different reasons. They're all got their own lane and are uh, iconic for different reasons yeah exactly but i think considering the consumption of this album it's clearly hit at the right time and so many people are loving it i am actually surprised that it has like you know it's not just done well it's done stratospheric it's the the best album that spotify has ever Ever had had, ever in the history of the world so i mean so people saying there's no hits well the everything speaks <laughs> the for itself. Stats speak for themselves, honey. Yeah, she's <laughs> redefining what hits are. Yeah, exactly. This has been massive. Yeah. So yeah, I look forward to all the music videos. Oh my god, we should do like another episode where we just talk about the music videos. <laughs> Why not? And a three a.m. And three a.m. Maybe we should do point. that. Three a.m. When all the music yeah. videos are out, we'll do three a.m. slash talking videos. about the music videos because I feel like it needs to happen. Yeah, it's a day. Okay, we'll see you then. Bye. <laughs> Bye for now.